great morning and welcome back to another episode of the great morning podcast which maybe i should rename now because i am not doing so much morning motivation but i still kind of like the name and it still kind of works so we'll just leave it for now anyway if you're new here hello my name is kat and i am currently doing a semester abroad in barcelona although i'm originally from new zealand and I will be spending the next year doing podcast episodes on how I got started, how I got into my exchange, all of the tips and tricks for being on exchange and traveling around, traveling around Europe as a solo traveler, everything like that. So if you are interested and you want to join me for my journey and learn a few things along the way, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at The Great Morning Podcast. I am trying to be a little bit more active on there. Um, but I, I just never really know what to film for the reels and things. I like just talking and not being filmed (laughs) anyway. But yes, follow me on Instagram. Follow me wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm available on all your major streaming platforms. But if there is one that I'm missing from, just let me know because they're really easy to get them to sync up now that this has all been set up and everything. And yeah. So this week I thought that it would be quite nice if we kind of talked about how I got started on my whole exchange process and how I sort of started planning my trip around. So I visited 11 countries including like when I before getting to Barcelona and that is a lot to do in a month and it is definitely a very hectic time and it is a little bit of work to plan all that out so I will be going through a few of the things that I learned obviously I don't want to talk for hours and hours and hours so it will keep it quite brief and just keep it to the top tips and tricks that I have for planning a trip overseas I'm sure if you are listening to this episode you are pretty motivated now the borders are open to go and continue seeing the world I can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to see the world, so maybe that's just me, but anyway, hopefully this episode helps you out a little bit. So also, for anyone who is new here, we always start every episode off with being grateful for three things in our life. They can be big things, they can be small things, they can be anything you like. I just think it's so, so important to start your morning off with feeling grateful, end your day off feeling grateful because it just makes you so much happier and I have a whole episode on it if you scroll right back to like one of the first episodes I did on why I love gratitude so much and I will continue to promote it no matter what topic we're talking about on these podcasts. So for me today I am really grateful that I have a really good renting agency here in Barcelona I'm starting to hear some horror stories that people have been scammed and things and it is so hard to find accommodation when you don't actually live in the city yet. So I'm really grateful that my renting agency has been amazing. They're so helpful at like fixing things when things break in our apartment. They organize events for all of us and things like that. They've just been spot on. If you would like If you are looking specifically for accommodation in Barcelona, please message me and I will give you their link so you can sign up also through them. But, you know, obviously this is not sponsored or anything, so I won't share their details publicly in case they don't want to be associated with my podcast. 
Second thing that I am super grateful for is all the new friends that I'm making. I feel like the great thing about being on exchange is that everyone wants to make new friends and everyone's just really excited to meet everyone and I've just met people from mostly Europe I will say but all over the world as well um and it has just been an amazing time everyone has been so lovely and always keen to do things like if you're you never have to sit at home by yourself you can always just hit up someone and be like yo I'm really keen to go inside the Sagrada Familia today let's go and someone will always want to come with you which is so nice really 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 recommend exchange if you want to make some new friends because it's really easy and finally I'm really grateful for how affordable the food is here eating out can be a little expensive kind of depending on where you're going um, but in terms of grocery shopping so much more affordable in Barcelona than it was in New Zealand and with the half price public transport they're doing I paid 40 euros and I get unlimited public transport for three months like that is insane that is what I would pay for like less than a month of public transport in Auckland so in terms of cost of living I'm enjoying not having to pay quite as much obviously the rent is uh similar but otherwise pretty happy here pretty happy so far and yeah so now I will insert some music and give you just a few moments to think about the three things that you are grateful for now that you hopefully have your three things written down in your gratitude journal I will get started with this episode so I guess I always wanted to travel heaps I've always loved traveling and I don't know if this is a good trait but I'm the kind of person who doesn't really think about the consequences when I sign up for things so I'm 100% a yes girl like if you ask me to do something I have a really hard time saying no no matter what it is and so I tend to just kind of sign up for things without being like actually like do I have enough money for this do I have the time for this do I is this like a practical thing for me to do I'm like you know what she'll be right and I just go ahead and do it which is I mean you know it's it could be a good side it could be a bad thing but anyway it's it's definitely fun it definitely makes my life a little more interesting so when Auckland Uni said to us hey you can apply for your exchange and they applied uh would have been December last year yeah they didn't close until like January um they said hey you can apply for an exchange if you want to go I was like what have you got to lose that's what I always say if anything's open for applications apply if you get in and you don't want to do it you can pull out but you can't enter after the deadline's closed if that makes sense so you may as well just enter give it a go and if you get in then you make the decision if you really want to go then but I was like okay 
I always wanted to go on exchange. I I did a month long exchange and I was like, you know what, full semester could be kind of fun. Um, so I just applied. It's a little bit of a process. I won't go into it in too much detail because obviously each university will have their own process and I feel like people are probably more interested in the travel side of it rather than like how to apply for an exchange. So I'll keep that sort of content more for the blogging that I'm doing for 360, which you can find on their Instagram that I'll have linked in the show notes. Um, I'm doing an Instagram takeover. I think it'll be two weeks after this episode goes up. So if you want to see that, go and check out their Instagram and you can see me on their stories showing you a little bit of Barcelona and how my exchange is going so far. Um, But anyway, so I applied, obviously got in, um, got my first choice of university. I picked Barcelona. Oh, I picked Asade because I wanted to go to Barcelona. (laughs) Um, I picked Barcelona because... I wanted to go to Spain um, to practice my Spanish that I've already learnt over the past bit of my global studies degree and South America is just not really a viable option for law students. That's why I picked Spain. I also knew that I really wanted to be in Europe because I really just wanted to see more of Europe. Again, I've done a few little places like I'd been to France, I'd been to Switzerland and I'd been to Spain before but that was the extent of it and I was like I really want to you know travel around heaps more my goal has been to get to 30 countries before I turn 30 and COVID was really not helpful to take away two and a half years of time that I could have been spending going to more places so you know it's a bit annoying anyway we're up to 23 now so we're catching back up we so I knew I wanted to go to Europe Spain kind of seemed like the most logical choice so I could actually practice in Spanish and you know I'd kind of be able to order at restaurants and get around supermarkets with the Spanish that I do know so that sort of barrier wasn't so strong but then cost of living is a lot cheaper than it is in like the UK so and plus it's a little bit more exciting to live in Spain than the UK so that's kind of the logic for why I picked where I'm going obviously if you don't speak another language it can be really easy to just pick oh I'll go to London I'll go to Ireland Scotland wherever that somewhere that speaks English even Canada Canada's a really popular choice and to be fair I understand I nearly did pick Canada I think it's there's just something about the like challenge of being forced to speak another language that kind of excited me um And I mean, you can kind of get away with speaking English. You won't make a lot of friends with locals, but because all my classes are in English, they're mostly international students in my classes anyway. So like, I don't really interact with the locals a lot other than like in my day-to-day life, you know, things like if you go to gym classes and things like that, that are not associated with the uni. So you can kind of get away with, you know, most people at restaurants and things speak English as well and you can kind of point and mime at menus and you'll get away with it. Um, But I don't know. I think I've always really wanted to be able to speak another language. So for me, going to Spain and forcing myself to kind of practice was really, really important. So that's kind of why I picked Barcelona. Obviously Europe, major highlight. Got in really exciting and from there everything was like just go university side was an absolute nightmare in terms of organization just from both universities parts and it was just a whole process that 
honestly kind of put me off of the exchange a little bit because it was such a thing but we are here now really so far it is worth it so far it's we're getting there and it's been really fun so I'm hoping it stays that way even though there have not been any help but what you guys are probably all here for is more of the travel side so I visited 10 other countries before I got well nine other countries before I got to Spain and then we kind of did this little spontaneous trip to Portugal so I'm going to keep this episode because I've already been talking for like over 10 minutes I'm going to keep this episode for kind of how I picked the other half of my travel so I actually have a family friend who's a travel agent which obviously makes my life a lot easier um I just can talk to her and she recommended you know like a group tour is always a really good way to go which is um, especially if you're a solo traveler group tours can be a really great way to meet people because you're kind of forced to meet people I feel like in a hostel a lot of people who stay in them are like already with their friends or partners or whatever Um, and it can be quite easy just like kind of not talk to anyone and do your own thing every day so if you are a social quite extroverted fun person and you have the confidence to like go up and like talk to other people go to the bars in the evenings and like meet new people make plans for the next day and things like that do hostels do it yourself I think that's great for me I'm quite shy and I find it quite hard to like have the confidence to just like go up to a random group and say hi and you know like make plans um I am getting better slowly and you probably would get better with time but a group tour you're kind of forced to make friends the kind of the best tour that I found was with Kontaki um I mean I think all the other travel companies are probably pretty similar Kontaki's just good because it's got the age cap on it so you know you're traveling with people your age and there are loads of other solo travelers on it as well. I'll do a whole other episode on why I like solo traveling versus the kind of downsides of solo traveling. My travel agent just said, here's like a list of tours. I actually found the one that I was going to do in the end. Um, she said, and I totally agree, don't do a tour that's more than three weeks long. Like if you're going over and you're traveling by yourself, that's fine. Just make sure you plan some kind of rest days or days where you've got like a few days in one spot. So you have like a day to chill by the beach or just kind of like take it easy for a few days because especially on group tours, they can get so hectic so quickly. And if you're on a tour for more than three weeks, it's just exhausting. And by the end of it, you're just not enjoying where you are. You're not taking it in properly. You just kind of want to go to bed, which is really not the way to experience it. So my tour was 16 days and that was enough. That was genuinely like we were all ready to be off the bus by then. An amazing way to see so many countries in such a short amount of time. But yeah, just really, really exhausting. So I would probably say keep it under like two to three weeks is probably like the max that you'd want to do. I also chucked it up on my Instagram and I said, hey, everyone, what's your favorite place in Europe? And that was also a really good way to find out like the kind of smaller places in Europe that are really nice to visit. Um, For example, friends really, really recommended Oporto, which is 
in Portugal. So we went there like as a spontaneous side trip after the group tour, which again, why I love the group tour is that we actually got to meet people um, who were hanging around Europe for a little longer like I am. And you can kind of travel around with them for a little bit longer. And then you've got friends for the second half of your tour. So that was also a really, really good bonus of it. So a couple of us went to Porto, which was really fun. Um, really loved it there and probably somewhere that I wouldn't have necessarily gone to if someone hadn't recommended it to me. So that was kind of nice. Everyone has friends who's been, who've been traveling, so it's so easy to just put it on your Instagram or message people directly, arrange to like have a coffee catch up with a friend or whatever and just be like, hey, I'll buy you a coffee if you give me all your tips for traveling around whatever area it is. So I really liked that. The other good thing about a group tour is that you can see all of the tours on their website. And so even if you don't want to do a group tour, I would say go on their websites and have a look at the routes that they take because they'll quite often, you can also read the reviews as well. So they'll quite often show you a really good route you can kind of take around Europe. You'll just have to obviously find your own transport if you don't do the tour. And you can see the reviews where people are like, oh, I really wish we had more time in Paris. That's what I would say. <laughs> and so then they can be like, oh, I should I should go to Paris for an extra three nights. And then you can add that onto your own tour and you can kind of play around with those things. You can also just Google blog ideas um, for things to do in X country. And it should usually they come up with like how many days they recommend in each place. So that's also a really easy way to do that. So looking at those group tours and looking at the reviews is a really good idea because you can also see the full itinerary and everything they do, places they stop along the way and things like that. But just know that it does take time to research travel ideas. It does take time to decide where you want to go. The way I picked my route around Europe, like the tour that I wanted to go on, was just to make a list of the cities I wanted to see. I hadn't seen a lot of Europe, so I kind of just wanted to hit the main cities and that's what worked really well for me because this tour kind of pretty well hit all of them, managed to get to quite a few countries and now I know where I want to go back to. Really, really, really want to go back to Paris. Like, did not get enough time there at all. But I'm thinking I might go back there kind of Christmas time. So, yeah, I mean, it does take time. You... There's so much information out there and it can be so overwhelming. In terms of other sort of considerations that can kind of help narrow down where you want to travel, um, I would say think about the cost. So Europe is obviously not the cheapest place to travel. Depending on where you go, like Spain is obviously cheaper than like Norway or Switzerland because they're more expensive countries, but generally not the cheapest place to go like if you're a little bit more on a budget then backpacking around South America is going to be a little better but obviously that's a whole nother thing especially if you're by yourself and a girl it kind of sucks but it's the sad truth that it is a little bit more dangerous um you know but there's other options even Asia can be way cheaper than Europe depending again depending on which country you go to um, so like cost of cost of living is really easy to find. You can just Google cost of living in this city or this country and you can find out pretty easily what kind of costs to expect. 
Um, the other thing I would say is how long you have also depends on where you want to go. So if you've only got your two weeks off in the middle of the year for work, then you probably aren't going to do a full Europe tour because Europe is huge. And especially if you're from New Zealand or Australia, it's really far away and it's a really long flight if you're only going for two weeks. So I would say go somewhere closer to home, do Southeast Asia, do Australia or New Zealand, like whichever one you're not from, um, even South America, like you could just go to Mexico for two weeks. I would just focus in on one, two, three countries, you know, like really do them properly and have a bit of downtime so you can actually relax on your two weeks off and then you'll be refreshed to go back to work. But if you're planning like a bigger, like three month trip, that's when you can be like, let's hit all the big countries. Let's do all of Europe or do all of South America. Like I did six countries in South America over a month and even that felt quite rushed. Like even now I'm like, I still want to go back again to some places. So yeah, I would say obviously the more time you can get off is better. But yeah, just think about how deep into that country you want to go and how much time you have and be a little bit realistic about it. Like maybe you have only take a week off now and you can save that week until next year so you can get four weeks off in a row and you could do Europe properly rather than paying to go back again in two years time to do the other half or whatever and having to sit on the plane for another 19 hours oh my god that 19 hour flight absolutely took it out of me so that's kind of how I picked where I was going booked it booked my flights um booked flexi flights just because of the nature of my exchange didn't really know where my exams were going to be so I can change it pretty easily if I need to, which is good. I am already thinking about changing it, but anyway, yeah, that's kind of how I planned everything out. That's how I picked where I wanted to go. Again, didn't really think of the consequences, just kind of booked it and I was like, this will be fun. And I have done a group tour before, so I did know a little bit what to expect, which obviously helps. And yeah, anyway, I feel like I have been talking for way longer than I normally would talk because apparently I have a lot to say now so let me know on Instagram would you rather have your next episode be me talking about solo traveling and my experience in South America versus Europe as a solo traveler just as like a holiday traveler type thing or would you like me to talk more about the group tours whether I like the group tours or not whether I'd rather just do it by myself next time or I mean I can go more into my exchange things and how I found accommodation and things in Barcelona but I think I probably will leave those episodes for a few more weeks and just kind of do this traveling thing first anyway also let me know if you like long episodes because this episode is going to be pretty close to 20 minutes if not over which is almost double the length of my old episodes and I feel like it's a long time to listen to just one person talk so let me know if you like these episodes or if you find them a bit too long and I can definitely cut them down. I feel like I've been talking for ages. But anyway, that's enough from me. I really hope you have enjoyed these episodes and you are really excited for more travel theme content. I know travel theme content always makes me so excited while I'm traveling and looking forward to trips. 
my one thing I will leave you with is just to book that trip because you will never regret the things that you say yes to and the things that you do. You will always have an amazing time. You'll always have a super cool adventure that you can look back on. You are far more likely to regret the things you say no to than the things you say yes to. So just do it. Just take your time off. Go and see the world. Explore more cultures. Meet new people. It's honestly the best part of my life that's why I love traveling so so much and yeah I hope you have a great morning and I will talk to you next week bye